Welcome to the Rider Realty Podcast. Many times buyers and sellers coming into the market don't know what to expect, have lots of questions, and don't know where to turn. That's where we come in. We want to be a resource to teach you the ins and outs of real estate to help you be more informed, more comfortable, and feel confident that you've picked the right realtor. So sit back and enjoy today's content. So have you ever wondered how it works? Like you're on the computer and you're looking for a house and um, maybe you you type in houses for sale in Columbus, Ohio, and then houses come up or websites come up and you click on them. And then they're always so helpful because they ask you, um, are you looking for a realtor? Or you can click here to have someone show you the house or click here to have somebody answer your questions. But you don't always know or maybe you do know what happens on the other end. So I'm going to give you like the back end story of that so you can see how it actually works. So what happens is when you're on one of those sites, let's just say I am am the person who I'm on the site. I found a house that I like. It looks pretty. It's in the area that I want to be in. It's got, you know, the bathroom bedrooms that I want. Uh, Maybe it's convenient to town or close to my favorite restaurant or favorite shopping. And so I see the house and I see a button that says something like click for more information or click here to set up a showing and I push click. So maybe I don't have a realtor. So when I click that, what's going to happen is a realtor is going to call me or email me and say, hey, can I answer your questions? Um, Would you like to see that house? They're going to try to set up an appointment Um, so that they can sell you that property or they can sell you another property if that one's not what you're looking for or not for sale. Now, let's say you have a realtor that you're working with. If you click on that site, um, just so you know this, and a lot of people don't, that your realtor obviously is not the one that's necessarily being connected to you at that point. And you might end up um, having a realtor show you a house and you're not interested in working with that realtor. And that can get things complicated a little bit. So um, that's just kind of what I thought I would explain how this works. So for you as a buyer or seller, um, you are finding information on those sites, you're clicking on it, you're getting a realtor to show you a house. What do you really know about the realtor? At that point, nothing. So what happens, I'm gonna let you know how those realtors are then um, connected through those sites. So there are a couple of different ways. Some of those sites, um, a realtor has to pay uh, to be able to participate in. So they're paying um, a monthly fee. It could be, uh, there's one I know that is um, a monthly fee and then they only take so many agents per zip code is how they pick it out. Or some, the zip codes are more expensive in certain areas than another. So like if it is uh, a popular area or a lot of houses are there that are being sold, um, it might be a more expensive zip code or they might only, they might take more realtors than a very rural zip code that may not be super expensive for the realtor to pay for because there's not many listings there, but they might only take one realtor. It's just all different matrices they have for that to work. And then, so that's the first set where a realtor is going to pay a monthly fee. And then that site directs those leads to those realtors. Um, Other ways that they're done could be that the realtor is not paying a monthly fee, but they're paying a fee 
when that property closes. So you're on the site, you click on this house in Ohio, a realtor calls you, they show you the house, you end up buying it, it closes. Well, that's when their fee kicks in with these companies because the companies might charge them anywhere from 25% to, I've heard as high as 40% of the commission they're keeping. So that way can be handy or maybe more appealing to agents because it's not an upfront cost. So if the lead doesn't materialize, they're not spending extra money each month for no purpose. And some agents spend a lot, a lot, a lot of money um, on these sites. So for example, um, I know of a guy who um, was spending seven thousand dollars a month for leads seven thousand dollars that's just crazy and the funny thing is i never even heard of this guy until we happened to do one transaction together and he was obnoxious he was a know-it-all who didn't know anything i shouldn't say anything didn't know very much but he sure thought he did and um he let me know that the company he had just transferred to begged and pleaded to have him work there because he was Mr. Wonderful. Now, for real, I'm sure that was majorly sarcastic. And like I said, he was super obnoxious. But the point being, he was paying $7,000 a month for leads for realtors, uh, realtor leads to get clients. Why does that make a difference to you as a buyer or seller? Well, let's start with Mr. 7,000. The reason that you should know this and why I'm telling you this is that these agents are not checked out by these companies before they're using them. So some some of these referral companies, they want you to be a certain kind of agent, meaning a lot of transactions, not a lot of experience necessarily, but a lot of transactions. So in that case, you might be ending up with a realtor who has a team of 10 or 20 people. Everything's under their name as the quote lead realtor. That's how it's done. So it might look like they have a hundred transactions, which would which would mean in theory a hundred happy clients in a year, right? But they have multiple agents who are working on their team. What does that mean to you? That means that even though this company is saying, hey, we're picking this person because they do a lot of transactions, you might be getting the one person on their team who does not know what they're doing, has maybe sold one house, and maybe doesn't even like people, just likes money. And unfortunately, that is way more common to have that kind of realtor in real estate than it should be. So the rest of the sites, though, they don't care at all. As long as you're legally licensed in the state and you're paying for a zip code, that is all they care about. So the unfortunate part for that, for the buyers and sellers, is that when you click, you have no idea if you're getting a good realtor or a bad, one who knows what they're doing or one who doesn't, one who sees you as a dollar sign on your forehead or one who actually sees you as a breathing, important human being that they want to help. So I just want you to be aware of that as you're clicking on these sites because you may have a wonderful experience. In fact, I have met wonderful people who have been from, you know, these kind of sites that I've worked with or that my my agents have worked with. Um, so there, there are 
good people on there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I want you to understand what exactly that looks like um, when you are using these sites. So probably if you're looking for a relationship broker, may not be the best option. It is an option. It's just an option of understanding, hey, when you click on that and that agent does show up to show you the, the house, understand how they got your name so you can decide how you want to pursue the relationship. Do you want to ask them questions to make sure they're the right realtor? Are you um, clicking and getting a different realtor every time, which does not help you at all because you're not having a relationship or someone who's going to help you? I remember one time, um, I'm actually, I don't use any of those lead sources anymore at all, but I remember one time um, calling somebody to set up a showing, which they set up with me. And then I forget what happened. I think it went under contract. And so it had to get canceled. And I called them back and they said, now, which house is this again? Because what I found out was they were seeing like seven or eight houses, like a lot of houses. And they had actually at each house um, that they pulled up on whatever website they were using, um, they clicked, they wanted someone to show them each house, not, I don't know if they didn't realize what was happening or if they didn't realize that was normal. So like if they had seven houses booked, I think it was close to that. They were literally seeing a different agent at every single house. Which honestly, the person that was most inconvenient for was the buyer because how do you even schedule that, right? Like they're just kind of guessing and they're going to have overlapping time or too much time in between appointments. But that's what they did by clicking on these sites. So I just want you, wanted you guys to know like kind of what that looks like on the back end in terms of what agents they use and how that works. Now let's go back to... Um, <laughs> Mr. Obnoxious, 7000 a month. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's think about this from a financial-relationship combo kind of situation. If you are spending $7,000 a month, let's just say that that leads to five sales. Now, I have no idea. I can't fathom paying that for leads, just cold leads, so my five is probably way off, but let's just go with five. So that means if you get five closed from seven grand in six months, you have closed 30 deals, but you've also had lots of people calling you at 7,000 a month. I have no idea how many that is, but I mean, you've got to be getting, geez, I would think 20. I don't know. I'm completely making that up. Here's my point. My point is, even if you decided to go crazy and spend a ridiculous amount of money on leads, cold leads, leads that there's no relationship, you don't know who the person is, they don't know who you are, like, it's just cold leads, you would think after like five, six, seven months, if you were any kind of good at your craft, selling houses, that you could cut that back drastically. Now, you have to understand, when I said that I was paying for leads for a short time a number of years ago, it was like 200 bucks a month. And I mean, when I say a number of years ago, I mean like six or seven years ago, not that many years ago. My point being, if he was so good and people really wanted to work with him, if you're paying seven grand a month in leads, you should only have to do that for two, three, four months max. 
because the number of leads that you should have received from that, even if 75% of them are bad, as in don't realize they clicked on something and have contacted 10 million other realtors, whatever. Let's say 75% of those are never going to buy, can't get finance, but you have 25% of those leads who are, even if they buy over a couple of months of time frame and not the first month, my point is, if you do a good job with them, what's going to happen is they're going to tell their neighbor, their sister, their brother, um, their best friend how good you did, and you should be getting referrals. So that $7,000 should drop off super quick. My concern as a buyer, if I'm knowing these numbers and thinking through this is, geez, he cannot be very good if he's paying that much months and months and months and months at a time and still has to pay these fees to have a business because people must not be referring him. And I'm kind of picking on him because like I said, he was like so, 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 so obnoxious. But my point being, as a person now looking at it as the whole picture, knowing how all of that works, I would be very hesitant to use somebody like that because I kind of wonder how they're doing, if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean that realtors who pay for leads are not good at what they do. I know I have one friend who paid, I think she paid like five or 600 a month for leads and she was phenomenal. I mean, this lady was good. She was on top of it. She loved people. She was a great realtor. So it doesn't mean that it just, I just wanted you to know what that looks like, what it looks like for a realtor, how that works, um, how the companies make their money, which is actually from the realtors by them paying monthly fees or fees through the transactions. Just thought it might be interesting for you guys to know how the back end. So when you are on those sites, I would just tell you in terms of a realtor's perspective, if you have a realtor that you're already using, don't click. Like you can be on the site, you can look at houses, you can see what you like. But at that point, then you need to call or text or email your realtor and, and send them the link and say, hey, this is what I found. Look what I found. And that way, you're able to maintain that relationship with them, like they can help you, they know what you're seeing, because they should also be sending you these same houses on the MLS search they have set up for you. Um, if they're not, then you're not telling them exactly what you want, or they're not understanding what you want. So that would be a communication issue that should be worked out. But you just want to be loyal to them if they're being loyal to you. So when you are on these sites, if you do use them and you do find a house that catches your attention and you do have a realtor that's been wonderful to you and you really like them, you know, instead of clicking, hey, can I get more information on this property, which is then going to be sent to a random realtor, just send the link to your realtor let them see what the house is and they can get you more information and let you know if it's available or, you know, the broker remark things about the property, like, can it be cash or does it have to be financed? They can help you with all of that. So I hope that helps. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can help you with, please reach out. All of our contact information is on the show notes. Have a blessed day.